Hello and welcome to episode 109 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, just under the wire for... Um, we're so close to this uh, this year being done, but this is just, just under mm-hmm. the wire of November. We're not quite into December yet. But, uh, well, by the time this thing posts, we will be. But yeah. um, it, uh, it is a weird feeling to just, like, kind of read the news every day and just be like, oh, you know, not like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found myself the other day, though, like, just refreshing the, the news. Just almost like I wanted to read something to get... And I'm not saying there isn't stuff to get, you know, obviously we're still in a pandemic and there's still people decided this past weekend to go kill grandma. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> on mass, you know, so there's still that going on. And I mean, I'm not I'm not downplaying any of that, but <clears throat> there, there's also this, you know, kind of this feeling to, to some degree, like I found myself like refreshing the, the front page of the Washington Post like I was gonna see some horrible election related thing happen and yeah and it's like you almost i'm not gonna say you're like addicted to it but it's like you you also just you got so i got so used to to it you know it's like constantly like ah they're gonna do this ah they're gonna do that Ah, i said this Ah, i said that and then to yeah. just be like, no, he's picking a cabinet. And you're like, oh, well, you know, that, that person seems good. I wouldn't have picked that person. No, I hope they don't pick that person. You know, kind of the more of the, the typical, um, like. I, I kind of wonder if it doesn't speak to, you know, people being so desperate for normal that we've almost adopted the new normal. And that's yeah. why, you know. You're, you're refreshing the news looking for something to be outraged over. Exactly. It's what you're used to. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, it's it still continues to be a very odd, you know, uh, situation, you know, with the, the post-election. I mean, it, I, think, I think people have, for the most part, there's certain individuals that clearly are not willing to admit what's up, but then others, sure. even if they haven't said it, they have, which is still shitty to not have been supportive from the beginning. But, you know, yeah, whatever. It is, it is what it is. Uh, but, um, you know, hopefully uh, folks uh, in, the, in the States who, you know, um, celebrated uh, Thanksgiving, hopefully they had a good one, however it is, they decided to, I... Um, Thanksgiving at my house, and then I went to my in-laws' house because they just moved here, and I tried to install a new shower head, and it did not work out. So I had to go back. Mm. I had to go back later on to do it later. That was the sum total of the drama at Thanksgiving. Was I <laughs> tried to install a shower head that did not work out. So this is as things go, as 2020 goes, I actually I, I expected to take the shower head in this <laughs> torrent of molten shit just came pouring out and <laughs> burned and infected me at the same time and that yeah. that thankfully did not happen uh, <laughs> um all right well uh so we're almost towards the uh the end of the year which is when we would you know normally kind of start doing our um you know favorite games favorite movies that type of thing um mm-hmm. but we still have one one more episode in november um it's been a bit of a quiet 
time as far as movies go. Like, I still have not been... I know Freaky is in theaters, but I have not been able to see it. Um, I thought it comes out Friday. Is it Or was it last Friday? I thought it came out last Friday. At oh, maybe it for did. theaters. Okay. I thought it came out on the 13th. Thir- Oh, I maybe that came it. out on Friday the thirteenth. But then, as far as like home video, it's the not home. For, maybe I'm thinking of the home thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize because I haven't really paid too much attention to it. Just I kind of knew what it was about, and I was like, I'm in. I didn't realize that the actress who plays the teenager, she's she was on Supernatural, which, by the way, mm. Supernatural ended you know last week, mm. and I'm still yeah. not. I'm still upset by it. Uh, but you know, yeah. I- I'm behind, and I still I couldn't have watched it anyway. Like I, I'm several seasons behind, and I I loved that show so much that I still I don't think I w- I wouldn't have been okay even not knowing anything that was going on. I'd have been upset that it was the last one. Like their social media stuff was yeah. upsetting to me. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because of the way that they split up the episodes and in, in the pandemic and having so much time. I don't feel like it really had the same impact as it would have. Like for you, mm-hmm. if you're watching them all and then you kind of get to the end, I think for us, like we had been watching every episode, and then mm-hmm. um, you know, then you've got you know, you end up with a break of you know nine months or eight months whatever it was and then and right. then for the final six and it just didn't like i knew that it was you know i knew that it was ending but mm. it also didn't seem to have the same impact just simply because of the way that it had been broken up so at some point i do want to go back and rewatch this season and i wonder if it'll it'll feel more cohesive if mm. i kind of go from start to finish so we shall see um, all right, so we have two, well, three movies. Well, two, well, I'm trying to, yeah, three. <laughs> three. <laughs> three movies to talk about. Sorry, uh, I'm kind of all over the place tonight. Uh, so the first one is, so this was a movie that you had turned me on to, and we were um, lucky enough to get a screener for. Um, and this is a documentary um, by, uh, let's see, um, uh, what's his name? Seth Breedlove, who did the what's it, the Mothman Chronicles? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so this is about a supernatural phenomenon that I never heard of, but you're apparently like super into uh, this whole situation. Is that is that right? Yeah, because like it's it's kind of local to to here, mm-hmm. and um, and, and it partially is is you know kind of the influence on on the Blair Witch Project. Okay. Um, but it's the the Mark of the Bell Witch, which is a documentary about the the famous haunting that took place in Tennessee. Um, and uh, I you know I have been because uh, you know I a friend of mine that you know I met from Xbox, the Frozen One, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, his family and I. He's the first internet person I ever traveled to meet. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and so it we got to be a thing where either his family would come down here or we'd go up there at least once or twice a year. And I happened to see like a sign for the Bell Witch Caves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, that's like the Blair Witch thing. And so we went and like checked that out and stuff. And like it's just it's just this whole, you know, it's like this thing that, you know, it's just like the, it says the Blair Witch. It's like it got passed down and the story's kind of. Are similar, but there's little changes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you know, any of this like true life haunting kind of shit, I'm such a mark for anyway. Mm-hmm. But especially ones around here, like the Sloss Furnace and you know, in, in uh, Birmingham stuff like that. Like I get super into it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so so like like you said, the 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 Mark of the Bell, which is the story of the Bell family um, in in Adams, Tennessee. Um, John Bell and his family they kind of moved into the area, and they, they were landowners, but they weren't landowners in in like they had like this giant plantation. They were like I, I, essentially like working farmers. I mean, they owned slaves, mm-hmm. but they weren't like you know they weren't these you know these kind of super rich folks that just kind of sat around and you know let the the slaves kind of work the land, and so. Yeah, it's actually made a point to say they would be working along with them. Yeah, yeah. And so over the course of, you know, five years, him and his family were haunted by uh, a witch. But this is just something I I thought was interesting as as we watched it is, you know, at that time, witch was more synonymous with with ghost or spirit. So it wasn't necessarily Mm. like... um, you know, like if you think of, you know, the the witch, the the vivich, or however the hell you pronounce it, you know, where there's like this, yeah. you know, group of of women in the forest, you know, making a deal with Satan. It was actually sure. in this case more of a of a spirit, um, who who may have been conjured by, um, kind of a a, a nearby, uh, witch or or, um, you know, supernaturally, I guess, influenced mm. person to in order to. Um, kind of do do harm to to the bells, um, and um, and it it's kind of told the the there's um, there's a guy who has a PhD in folklore. Um, he mm-hmm. he he's kind of uh, he he helps tell this story uh, along with uh, a couple gentlemen that are local to the area that kind of know you know the history of the area. Um, so, so they kind of walk you through, as well as other, you know, historians based on, like, you know, they'll have a section where they're talking about kind of slavery at the time or, you know, different mm-hmm. aspects of, of kind of daily life. And so, you know, these individuals kind of speak about not just what's happening to the Bells, but some of the historical significance around what's happening to them. But then we also see kind of reenactments, like historical right. reenactments of... Uh, of it, so it's kind of like if you, you know, I don't know. Uh, at least um, in Virginia, anyway, you know, you always had the the this, the field trip where you went to a plantation, and they're like, "This is where mm. we'd make Johnny cakes," you know. And so it's right. kind of like right. that type of you know experience yeah. where it was like you know some people dressed up in period costumes and you know kind of reenacting things in black and white, and then it kind of goes more towards the the um the discussion of what was going on but i you know i thought it was interesting because it wasn't just a straight like you know they they weren't trying to paint this as if you know this definitely was oh yeah yeah you know it, it, it it's it's definitely a documentary about it's very factual in in what it says mm-hmm. uh, and i i also thought that was interesting that you that you mentioned earlier that um basically the term witch, regardless of what this thing even is, mm-hmm. which was just kind of the term for anything like that, anything yeah. like evil or spooky or, you know, unexplainable, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, and I thought that was super interesting, too. Um, but also <laughs> the thing with these kind of movies and I like this movie, don't get me wrong. Like I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I was, and, and, you know, it's the same way I would be in high school. Right. When history was my favorite subject, because mm-hmm. When I'm listening to a lecture or a lesson, you know, a lesson plan or even a teacher, you know, straight up reading from the same book that's right in front of me, mm-hmm. not adding a literal single thing to it, <laughs> just, just reading it to me. Like, I couldn't just do that. Um, the enjoyment I get out of it is that I kind of 
if it's especially if it's interesting or like I get into it, I'll kind of lose myself in the material. Mm-hmm. And for this, the reenactments took me out of it a little. Yeah, I agree. Uh, because they were they were well done. Don't get me wrong. There's I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. Out, you know, outside of the fact that it looked like a black and white filter over. Yeah. You know, modern people wearing old style clothing. And but, bad wigs. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> but, but like the thing is, there's almost no way to to reenact it anywhere nearly as well as like when I'm in in my head. Yeah. And I'm listening to this story and I'm like, oh shit, that had to be fucked up. Right. And then when they would cut to a reenactment, I was like, well, that's not at all what I was like, thinking. It you know was what I mean? fucked up. <laughs> You're like, what? Sure, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I really, like I said, I love the source material and stuff. And I, I liked listening to the, you know, the guys who, who have lived in the area their entire lives and have grown up here in this thing. And their parents probably grew up here in this thing and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. I really enjoyed. Yeah. And it's interesting because I remember, you know, when, you know, when the the Blair Witch um, phenomenon happened, um, <laughs> the I was living um, in in Virginia. You know, in so I was about an hour and a half away from, you know, kind of supposedly where you know where where the the, the Blair Witch took place. And it was interesting mm. because I mean that movie they did just such a phenomenal job marketing it. To where, oh yeah, you know, I mean, where they, I mean, and you wouldn't be able to do something like that now. That was a singular kind of time uh, and place. Well, like that was like a, that was like a, somebody having a great idea, mm-hmm. and then viral marketing having honestly like not really been a thing you could do, but it was like the infancy of the internet and yeah. and people, you know, realizing what an amazing tool that could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I think, I mean, yeah, it's a well-made movie, and 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 the actors are great and all that. But I think, man, everybody who who ever cashed a paycheck off that movie owes most of it to the marketing department. Oh, absolutely, because they they set up a site ahead of time with no. Mm-hmm. I mean, they most people, you know, didn't. I mean, there were people who were into film who probably knew what it was about, but they said here they set up the site. And it seemed super believable, you know. And then they 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 actually you know would went to the the town and put up the little stick things and you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember like you know like living uh, like I said, I mean, uh, uh, kind of around there. And then seeing they had, I mean, they had stories on the news, like almost it was like for a while there it was like every week they would have a story about you know like what is the Blair Witch and is it real mm-hmm. and like local legends and you know when I was a kid I loved all the you know, the haunted house stories and all that, you know, local history, you know, like mm-hmm. anything that had to do with supernatural, like regular history, like I don't give a fuck, but you know, anything that had to do with, you know, <laughs> whatever the, the old cemetery and this, that. So mm-hmm. it was like, it was kind of cool to see, you know, other people get sucked into it, even if it wasn't something, you know, that was, that was real. And not to say that the, the, the bell, witch phenomena was, was real in that, but it actually, you know, whatever it was that happened, happened to a real family. Um, and there's, you know, kind of documented proof that something was going on with the, and, and they kind of get into that. Like it, it, you yeah. know, it could, you know, the daughter was in a relationship with someone that, you know, the father didn't approve of or whatever. And so it could be that they were kind of fucking with him so she could go marry this guy or um, people in the town apparently hated him. Mm-hmm. So they could have been fucking with him just to, 
you know, get him to, to go. And, um, he eventually, uh, died. He, he was poisoned, but he was right. like, um, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, he was lying in bed and right next to the medicine on his bedside table was poison. <laughs> it's like, well, that, that right. right there might have been part of the issue. It's just your extremely yeah. lax uh, medical protocols. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I agree with you that the reenactments kind of kind of take you take you out of it. But but, you know, it, I I. I, I appreciate that it wasn't a type of thing where they were trying to sell it as, um, you know, trying to make it seem like this was, you know, you know, some some grand supernatural phenomenon, and 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 you have right. to, you know, just um, kind of suspend your disbelief. I mean, they just kind of laid out like, well, here's what happened. Here's people who investigated. Here's what they thought it was, like, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And and it's it's cool to see. There's so much of these like little you know, kind of local legends and things like that, that I think as time goes on, you know, just like my wife and I were talking about this the other day and we're like, nobody ever talks about like seeing the Loch Ness monster, right? Like once cell phones became a thing, there were no more Loch Ness monster sightings. And it's like, you know, for people of a certain age, like our age, like, you know, things like Bigfoot and Chupacabra and, you know, these oh, grainy, yeah, you know, black and white photos of a shape. And you're like, oh, no, no, that could be it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was, you know, if you ever watched In Search of Leonard Nimoy or whatever. Or, oh, um, shit, man. There was a Time Life book series on yeah. it. You know, whatever, yep. Mysteries of the Unknown or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or you watched, um, you know, like uh, Unsolved Mysteries, but not the new mm-hmm. one. And like, I mean, that was part right, right. of you know, your, your childhood part of kind of what you grew up with was this idea of there being these things out there, ghosts or hauntings, supernatural phenomena, you know, not monsters, but just right, species right. we haven't found yet. And now that we're in an age where everybody has a camera and a computer in their pocket, that stuff is gone. And it would tell yeah. you whether it was real in the first place, but there was always that feeling that it could be, uh, which was, which was cool. Um, yeah. So, so something like yeah. this is is interesting to kind of like, kind of rekindle that and give you the opportunity to learn something about a part of the country that maybe you don't know anything about, but then mm-hmm. not presented in a way where you know it's trying to be salacious or like you know lead, like I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. You know, you're not that guy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it steers. It definitely steers more towards the documentary side of documentary filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's pretty brisk. I mean, it's it's like an hour and a half. So um, yeah, definitely definitely worth watching. Um, unfortunately, uh, let me check real quick here. I'm not sure when it. Uh, December fifteenth. Okay. Yes, December fifteenth, and it is. I believe we're doing video on demand um for this guy let's see uh, digital hd blu-ray and dvd mm-hmm. uh small town monsters um so yeah definitely uh be available uh let's see you got your amazon instant video your vimeo on demand all the the typical places december 15th and then uh blu-ray and dvd from the uh small town monsters shop so definitely check that one out um all right, so do you want to do jujitsu or you want to do his house next? Um, I know you hated jujitsu. I guess let's, let's do jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, 
You are correct. Uh, <laughs> so, Jujitsu is a movie that, uh, to me, sounded much better on paper. Um, let's see. So, um, it <laughs> is uh, Elaine Moosey, whom I do not know, but Nick Cage. Um, let's see. Um, Grillo. Uh, yeah, Grillo's in it. Rick Yoon. Tony Ja. Tony Ja. Um, Juju Chan, Ryan Taran, uh, Taran, sorry. Um, so a number of kind of like action movie stars. And I'll watch it. Like, I love Frank Grillo. Eddie I, Steeples. Eddie Steeples. Don't forget Crab Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, uh, I love Frank Grillo. Like, it, and he was my favorite part of the movie. But I, the, yeah. The, the premise is that every six years, this portal opens. And a predator, a Dollar Tree predator comes out. <laughs> and then this mystical group of jujitsu fighters, although they don't really do jujitsu, um, come out no. <laughs> and they have to fight the, uh, the alien. And if the alien defeats everybody, then he'll destroy the planet. But if they can beat him, then he goes, I guess, back through the portal and then takes a rain check and comes back um, in uh, in six years. And um, Elaine there, or uh, Elaine, Alan, Elaine, well, Jake, uh, he, he's a guy and he loses yeah. his memory. He doesn't, he, he, he you know, kind of opens with him being chased by uh, somebody shooting uh uh, crawl blades at him uh, or call crawl whatever it was uh, and then he, he goes in the water and he hits his head and then he gets taken in the, the army and they're trying to figure out who he is and then Tony Jaw shows up and is dodging bullets and then picks him and they run and <laughs> they meet and everybody has cloaks and shower curtain yep. rods and other assorted bathroom products that they use and then Nick Cage <laughs> Nick Cage doing his best Mortal Kombat impression Yes. Uh, shows up and is basically like kind of knows who he is and is kind of letting him know yeah. what the score is. Um, so um, this movie was an hour and a half, but if they had not used slow motion as much as they did, it would probably have been about 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you, I, I take it you enjoyed it because uh, I did. Okay. Uh, somehow, despite it's, Despite itself, I was able to enjoy it. <laughs> so here's the thing: Here, it is cheesy as fuck. It, it like it is, but man, it defies all like logic, like realms of reason. Yeah, I the one thing, and I meant to look before we sat down, and I didn't do it. I don't know who the fuck shot this thing. Mm. Like Demetrius, good lord, it was directed by. Demetrios, Dimitri. Yeah, I know he did it because that's the guy that uh, who who you will remember um, as the director of 1988 Slaughterhouse Rock. Mm. Yeah, but mm. no, like the the actual camera operator is oh. what I was cinematographer. Because man, yes, because good lord, there are drone shots. There's a full Gerardo first person Madrazo. sequence. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what else person. that guy's done. Oh god, I felt like I was watching. Nuts, I felt like I was watching Crank all over again. Yes, or Hardcore and not Henry. Not in a good way. Uh, <laughs> he, he, oh, yeah, he, Hardcore Henry. Yeah. 
He is fucking nuts, man. <laughs> they took this movie, which is terrible. Oh my god, he was a he... cinematographer on Officer Down. Perfect. There it is. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> That's why I like this movie. <laughs> Cause I fucking love Officer Down too, but because it's like oh it's so the dialogue's so bad. It's so cheesy. Uh uh, but and even like the alien, he looks like shit. Really, he looks like uh, he looks like the Giver fucked the main character from that time shift game on three sixty. Yeah, or like um, or like when you would go to Disney World and they would have like the animatronics and they and they would just like project the hologram on the face. Yes, like, like it wasn't like yeah. an actual monster in right. the in the thing. They would just kind of like yep. beam like um the haunted mansion where they'd like make it look mm. like oh there's a ghost in my cart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even some of the fight sequences weren't bad, but man, it's just some talented people did a lot of drugs Mm -hmm. and and made a movie out of a script that was probably written in crayon by his four year old. Yeah, there was there's not a lot to it. I mean, I you know, I'm all for like, okay, so, um, you know. I'm all for good fight scenes and and protracted sure. action sequences, but this movie got to a point where I was just like, "All right, let's wrap it up." Like, come on, like, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, I, don't, I, I will say, even it, like you said, even in a half an hour, it overstays its welcome a little bit. But yeah, I just, at the same time, I couldn't wait to see what fucking camera shot was next because <laughs> yeah it got to the one point to where it was literally fucking like would be behind a character's head he'd start to speak it would pan up over top of him 360 spin and land in front of him yeah and they had they had conversations like this and i was yep. like what the fuck am i watching yeah <laughs> like yeah why and- would you ever do that because you just have two cameras just that's right. how you do that you don't right. have to Right, and I was like, he's like, to, no, you don't fuck. Have to three sixty no scope. The, uh, I know. <laughs> he's like, we got to keep the the camera frenetic. That's you right. don't. They're just talking. Yeah. <laughs> and and the other thing is, I thought I thought odd was like there were so many times when like like I understand eschewing practical effects in certain sequences, but like mm-hmm. like you know Tony Jaws getting shot at, and they don't actually use practical effects to for the bullets like exploding in the wall. Yeah. They actually did. Yep. Like digital stuff, and I'm like, I don't like when you. I don't want to see digital blood. Nope. And I don't want to see digital bullets. Like I want to. You want to feel like there's stakes, and when it's just like it's all digital, it just feels like yeah. it's make believe. You, you end up with a sci-fi Friday night movie. Yeah. Right. You know, sci-fi channel Friday night movie or whatever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and you know, Nicolas Cage was his. Uh, you know, his, he was not. You know, this isn't Mandy, you know, mom and dad, you know, Mm-mm. Nicolas Cage. He was pretty, he was pretty subdued. He was pretty enjoyable, I got to say. You know, he. Yeah. He, uh, he, he wasn't he, terrible. Uh, yeah. I mean. Now, here's, he, here's another thing you got to give somebody credit for, and I guess it would be the editor. But they had Nicolas Cage. He wasn't just like an old, weird space hippie. Mm-hmm. He was fighting, too. Yeah. And like. It was really, I knew it wasn't him, but it was real hard to tell when it cut from him doing like a spin kick back yeah. to Nicolas Cage's face. That shit was seamless. Yeah. No, they did. And I was and, like, holy shit. And, and I actually enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed him. 
sometimes it's like you you kind of know what you're getting because it's Nicolas Cage and you're just kind of like, mm. Ugh, you know. But sometimes, mm. and I mean, it just I think because with everything else that was going on, they didn't try to be like, okay, you need to be over the top to match everything else that's happening. Just right. come on and just kind of do your thing and be yourself. And and it it seemed like it worked because he wasn't like competing with yeah, the rest he, of. He, I fully expected him to stick out like a sore thumb when I saw the cast, and yeah. he, he did. No. He was just when Nicolas Cage is the most normal person in your movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that says something. Um, but um, yeah, so I think uh, it's available on various streaming services. Yeah. Um, yep. So you can you can go ahead and. Uh, that's such a fucking bizarre thing. That was the same guy that directed Slaughterhouse Rock. <laughs> this dude, this is the kind of shit I love. I like. I want. I want to watch whatever the fuck he makes next. I don't care what it is. <laughs> like he waited. He waited thirty years and made this shit. Like what? His very first <laughs> shot. Okay. <laughs> I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm not throwing away. <laughs> Well, anyway. are you? Or yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I kind of feel like maybe you did. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last movie we're going to talk about, this is um, on Netflix. Uh, and it is um, a horror movie called His House. Uh, kind of highlights, I guess, a um, uh, kind of a, a situation uh, happening in the world that normally we don't see very often in movies, but essentially, uh, this is a, a couple from uh, South Sudan um, who have been, <coughs> excuse me, the refugees uh, in England, and they are kind of given the opportunity. They're placed um, in a, their own house, so that the British government essentially says, "Hey, we're we're giving you a house. Um, you got to keep it up. There's food. You you can go to work." And that's it. You can't go anywhere mm-hmm. else. No parties, no people. You know, you kind of essentially keep your nose clean. Don't cause any problems and you'll be fine. But step out of line and we're going to send you back. And um, so it's the story of um, uh, Bull and his wife, Riel, uh, and their time in the house together. And Bull starts seeing things, hearing things in the house. Uh, you, you find out kind of uh, over the course of the movie um, about, you know, some of the, the people that they lost as they were <clears throat> making their way to England um, and then kind of how that trauma and that guilt all uh, kind of comes together to affect um, kind of where they're living and, 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 and their relationship. And um, so uh, on the one hand, it was it was really it was interesting to see because this is a, you know, kind of the the con the various conflicts in you know that, that have taken place in African countries and how um people have been displaced as a result of those is not really mm. something you know unfortunately that gets seen very often at least not in um in the states and sure. so for that to be kind of the central premise of the movie was interesting but then also just to see uh, unfortunately, how you know this couple? They all they did was leave a terrible place, mm-hmm. um, and they're being treated like criminals, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like like the way that kind of the social worker speaks to them when he sets them up in their house is essentially the way that at least in the states, people who are on parole are treated. Yeah, you know, which is 
I need to know where you are at all times. You you can you can go to work. That's it. You don't miss an appointment, or you'll go back to jail. Don't you know? Uh, don't hang out with felons. You'll go back to jail. Don't get caught with drugs, alcohol. Don't be anywhere you're not supposed to be. You know, be here when I need you to be. Make all your meetings. You know, don't get in trouble. And I just thought it was you know kind of terrible to think that you know people who are just fleeing a terrible situation are the, yeah. the assumption is that they themselves are terrible. Um, and then the, the lengths to which he, he wanted to go to prove that yeah. he wasn't, I mean, no one should have to prove that you're not a terrible person just because you're trying to, you know, um, yeah. kind of have a better life. Um, and then, um, and then it, it, it kind of, uh, kind of goes from there where, um, like I said, he starts hearing voices, starts seeing things, starts tearing up the house. Um, you know, there, there, there's talk of, you know, being reunited with a, with a daughter and then kind of, you kind of see, and I don't want to spoil anything as, as it goes along. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but it's, you know, I had heard about it, uh, and then you had mentioned that you had seen it. Uh, so mm-hmm. I already kind of had it in my queue. Um, I didn't really know anything about it at all. I didn't either. But um, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought the performances were were particularly strong. Um, Same, yeah. And um, and I mean, it's not like a extremely gory movie. I think it's you know, I think that if you're there, the, yeah, no, uh, not the gore, but man, there is some frighteningly like haunting shit in this yeah. movie. There's some yeah. disturbing imagery. <laughs> Which is like a credit to the you know the makeup department because holy shit, some of this stuff in this movie and I was sitting there like get the fuck out just get the, you know, like yeah it was fucking with me a little bit I was like uh uh-uh, uh fuck that uh uh-uh, uh don't like that you know and shit like that so yeah and I thought it was great I thought the performances in particular uh, uh, uh bowl uh mm-hmm. was fantastic because man I don't I'm not even gonna pretend to to pronounce his name I don't want to butcher it but uh man. He, it was heartbreaking to watch, you know, him uh, go through what he was going through while at the same time knowing this was their only opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, to not go back into that horrible place, you know, they were in uh, uh, after they illegally, you know, fled the fled their country um, or whatever. I guess I would assume that's why they were put where they were, right? Because they're. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like you know, here in the states, right? Like, it's not illegal. I mean, it's a misdemeanor to cross the border illegally, but you know, you see, you, you, but then you get deported, right? Like you, it depends if, if you're, if you're coming from a country where maybe your life is at risk, then you, you can seek, you can seek asylum and oh. then you can, oh, okay. you can, you know, they can, I mean, they're going to, you know, monitor people and make sure that they have an understanding of where they are, but it, it's not necessarily that you get sent back. But if you were to, you know, engage in illegal activities or kind of drop oh, off sure. the radar, then yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, there's, okay. you know, uh, plenty of situations in the States where, you know, people are free, fleeing political violence or, you know, just the, the where they live, maybe they've been targeted by gangs or who knows. And if they stay, they're going to die. So they come here. Yeah. And again, the the act of crossing the border, is it illegal? Yes. Is it like a felony? No. So it's just a matter of getting. getting I guess that's under- why, like, I, I assume the guy was towards them the way he was, you know, is because they entered the country illegally and whatever. And then. The, and then they they act, go out of their way to mention like this place is even bigger than mine and stuff like that you know but, right 
the house they give him. And so I, I could kind of, I guess that's where I kind of felt like the resentment was coming from a little bit. I think, or, I think too, it, yeah, it, it might also just be kind of some, you know, good old fashioned <laughs> racism kind of baked in there. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah, like yeah, when no, you're, absolutely. like you said, when your job is like, Hey, these people are coming here and they're, they're asking for, you know, we're giving them a box of food. They've got to find a job where there's people here who can't get a job. They've got an apartment bigger than mine. Like, you know, there might be, you know, yeah, some of that resentment where it's just like, well, what the fuck? Why, why are they get a place? We already have too many people here or whatever. Yeah. But, but it just him knowing that was his only chance to not have to go back to how horrible, you know, their existence is. The movie first opens, yeah. um, man, it's heartbreaking. And then, you know, he's, knows he's here and there's these things and he's looking for any rational explanation whatsoever. Cause but then his wife is like, Oh, it's this other thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit there and keep pretending like you don't hear it. Right. And he's like, just, just, just clinging to any shred of, of sanity he has left mm-hmm. just cause he does not want to have to leave this house. Right. And then even going so far as like, you know, he sees, you know, these mannequins in the department store dressed in, you know, very Western clothing. And so he buys the mm-hmm. outfit for himself and his wife, like in this, like we have to fit in here. We cannot, yeah. like you can't, yeah. when the social worker comes, you can't tell them that we're cursed by a witch. Like you, right. you, you know what I mean? Like you're, we are yeah. going to end up going back. Um, and so, I yeah, just, I felt, I felt so, so much for that dude. I was just like, man, I get it. Yeah. Like, it's just heartbreaking. Yep. Yep. But um yeah, so so definitely worth worth a watch. And in fact the 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 filmmaker, uh Remy Weeks, um, it'll kind of be interesting to follow um you know, follow their career and see mm-hmm. kind of where they go from here because, you know, I think this was a you know, definitely a different type of horror movie. Um and then hopefully being on a platform like Netflix, you know, we'll get it uh you know, get, get more eyes in front of it. So, um, yeah, there was certainly a, a lot of buzz around it, um, that I saw and that's mm-hmm. why I watched it because I had nothing about it either. And I didn't even, I read nothing, uh, outside of all the praise, um, to, specifically towards Remy weeks, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was like other directors that I, I love their work and they're these indie directors and they're just like new crop of indie directors. Mm-hmm. And they're like, holy shit, his house, welcome to the fold Remy weeks and stuff like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. sold. I just right. need to watch. I just have to watch it now. So. Right, right. Yep. All right. So uh, let's see. So hopefully, Freaky will hit something I can see. Watch it on soon. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the, yes, that's kind of the last thing I'm looking forward to um, this year. And obviously, like you know, when whatever Wonder Woman hits uh, HBO yeah, Christmas Max, Day, Christmas yeah. Day. Uh, you know. I'll, see if there's a free trial or a month thing I can sign up for or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a two week code already set. I'm ready. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> so I, I just, I bought a new, I bought a new iPhone and, um, it comes with a year of Apple plus TV. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, well, shit, like, okay. Like, I don't <laughs> think there's really anything on Apple plus that I would watch. I don't even know what shows they have. Um, but I was like, well, maybe in the course of the 12 months, they'll come up with something I care about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's sad is all these streaming services. I'm just like, I don't even know what you have. Like, <laughs> Exactly, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I have no clue what what it's I like think streaming on Peacock, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. All right, so we are going to take a uh, just a quick break, and then when we come back, we will um, kind of get into some of the games and stuff that uh, we've spent the last two weeks with. So just sit tight, and we will be back before you know it. And we're back. It's always weird to do that because it's not a radio show. Yeah, that's all right. But I, you know, it's we need to like start cutting music or something into the break sequence. I can just sing into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's what I meant by music. <laughs> I could. I haven't played since since I used to have like hobbies, and now my hobby is drinking and sitting by the pool, uh, mm. which is you know a great way to spend your time, but not when like you used to actually do like things that were slightly productive. Like I've been working on the same cross stitch emblem, not project that just one emblem for like two months now, because I'm just like, well, I could do this or I could swim in this pool with this beer. Uh, <laughs> um, or I, I haven't played the ukulele and I don't know how long because I'm like, yeah, that's nice and all. But what if I were to swim in this pool <laughs> with mm-hmm. this beer? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe when the winter hits i'll 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 get back on track oh man it hit here today mother fuck well yesterday it came in last night but god damn it it's cold no sir can't do it (laughs) can't stop won't stop all right um i still have not been able to find a ps5 i kind of given up um Mm. i realized i realized that what i was trying to do is spend 500 dollars just to show that i could buy something uh, not because yeah, I like because I want to play Astro's Playroom. I don't know if it's a system seller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, and, and I was just getting in. I mean, I tried Wednesday the the night before Thanksgiving. I fucking cooked all day and I was tired. And I mean, mm. now to Walmart's credit, uh, they sold out so fast that I didn't have time to get upset that something uh, was in my cart. It was just gone. I was like, oh, okay. But I just mm. was like, you know what? I mean, what what are you what are you doing? Like what are you doing? You're getting all worked up just because you can't. You're you have you, you have a PS4 Pro. It runs games just fine. There's mm-hmm. nothing out right now that you can't nope. play that you're interested in that you can't play uh, on your PS4. So what are you doing? Why are you so desperate to give them money <laughs> just <laughs> just for it to sit there and for you to play the games that you currently have and for them to look the same? That's insane. You just mm-hmm. are trying to prove that you could hit the checkout button before a bot hit the checkout button. So, so I was like, you know what? Just not even going to bother. I mean, I like my Xbox. I think that the loading times, the fact that it's quiet, I think it's a huge improvement. I think it sucks, unfortunately. I will say that like doing remote play from the Xbox to like an iOS device or an Android device is like a million times smoother and better looking than... Uh, when I would do remote play from the PS4 to a laptop. The problem is Apple doesn't have support right now for the Series X controller. So if I wanted right now, if I'm doing like Mm. a remote play type of thing, I'm doing it on my tiny little LG phone. Um, So I need to buy an actual Xbox One controller to be able to do it on the iPad. But I mean, playing Destiny, man, it fucking looks great. It's just, Mm. I mean, it looks fantastic. Um, So... um, you know, and like I said, the the 
the the fasting load fast or low load times and then the 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 fact that my ps4 sounds like it's trying to take off for the moon um yeah right (laughs) it, it is it is you know it is it is nice but you know i'm kind of over trying to hunt down a console that i don't need i didn't need a series x i mean let's be honest right and so right, right. to then spend more money on something i don't need it just makes even less sense yeah um but i did uh finally play uh miles morales spider-man marvels if we were doing the full title marvels spider-man miles morales um mm-hmm. On the PS4, which, you know, was a game that originally was a PS5 launch game. And then we were like, you're only going to be able to play it in the PS5, except if you have a PS4. And then everybody was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? I thought that was the whole reason. There was, man, yeah. there was so much confusion and they just wouldn't openly say what it was. Yeah, Is it exactly. expansion? Is it? Right. And I was yeah. like, just say what the fuck it is. Yeah. Is it, well, no, it's, it's not as big as Spider-Man, but it's not small either. Well, okay. Well, is it like a download? No, 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 no. You can play it, but it's on a medium. Well, okay. Like what? Like, <laughs> like a cartridge? No, no, no. So, and then you can play it on the PS5. Well, well, is it on the PS4? Well, you can play it on the PS5, but is it on the PS4? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> you can you play your PS4, PS4 disc on the PS5, or you can buy the PS5. Well, what do I get on the PS5? Ray tracing. What's ray tracing? No one knows. <laughs> you know, like sometimes there's a puddle and it looks cool. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this puddle gate all over again. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and it's like 4K at 120 biggish schmertz. Uh, okay. <laughs> My TV can't do that. Ah, whatever. <laughs> but um, it was, I will say, it was, you know, I, I you know, it very much enjoyed the original um, Spider-Man game. Um, I was not uh, a big fan of either of the DLC packs. Um, and, um, but I loved, you know, the, the kind of how they brought Miles Morales um, into the game. And, and then, you know, kind of, you know, the ends with him, you know, realizing that he, he is also a Spider-Man. Um, so it was kind of cool to see um, like a story where he, is like kind of coming into his own um, mm-hmm. and, and gets the opportunity to wear the tights. The, the problem is uh, I loved the, um, I loved the, you know, the, the combat, you know, the, the, the addition of venom attacks and, and kind of like supercharged mm-hmm. electric punches and, and the way that they kind of use that as a mechanic, you know, was great. The camouflage stuff, was great you know obviously the traversal is first rate you know oh, sure. you know um and and the different side activities and stuff but i <laughs> i just i really did not like the main story um mm. and I, I don't i'm not gonna spoil it for anyone uh i did not like who the villain was i did not mm. like that the villain was completely whipping his ass at Every available opportunity and just should not have been mm. like just full stop. And this is not a oh, could Thor beat the Hulk type of situation. This is <laughs> someone being trained for months by Spider Man on how to be Spider Man against like Captain Condiment or something, a rando, <laughs> <laughs> right? Who 
seemingly had a pretty full dance card, but somehow managed to train alone on how to be a supervillain. Just did not work for me at all. Just, Mm. I, you know, and, and, and here's what's stupid about me, is that I played through the game twice, because... (laughs) I platinumed Spider-Man, and then after Spider-Man came out, they came out with the DLC, and then they came out with the new game plus, and then because I already platinumed it, it didn't matter, um, and it didn't lose my platinum, but there was one of the trophies was, you know, played on Ultimate, and one was doing new game plus run, and I was like, well, this is a pretty lengthy game. I'm not doing that. Well, one of the trophies in Miles Morales in order to platinum it was do a new game plus run. Motherfucker. Mm. Thankfully, if you just do the story, it's about like three hours. Oh, and, really? And, okay. and there's other trophies that you have to get. You have to play a new game plus run because there's certain skills that can only be unlocked in new game plus. There's a costume that can only be unlocked in new game. So if you want some of the other stuff, gotcha. you have to do the whole playthrough, but you had to play through. So I ended up playing through it twice, which means I was annoyed the first time. And then I got to be annoyed again. <laughs> and it's just frustrating because. I think that, you know, so, I mean, I loved Spider-Man as a kid. I still love Spider-Man. I, 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 you know, while I was playing Miles Morales, I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse, which is, mm. you know, hands down my favorite, probably one of my favorite superhero movies ever. I and, agree. And because, you know, the game just nails this idea, and, and Mary Jane says it after, after, you know, the Spider-Man of Miles' Earth dies is that and it doesn't matter what happened. He loved being Spider-Man. And that's the core of Spider-Man mm. is it doesn't matter what happens. He loves being Spider-Man. And he is much mm. of, a, as a, of a toll as it puts on everything. And so, you know, it was cool to kind of see Miles having to balance that as he's becoming Spider-Man. But I also felt like, you know, Early on in Spider-Man, it was just like, okay, well, you got bit by a spider. You're Spider-Man. Well, he got bit by a scorpion. He's scorpion. Well, he got, I don't know, fucked by a rhino. He's rhino. You know, and it's like, you're kind of like, okay, like, not every villain has to be some commingling of animal DNA, right? Like, we don't have to, you know, like, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I also, so I kind of felt like similar to this, that they were, they were trying to give Miles the you know, a villain or the motivations of the villain is somewhat in kind of parallel with, with miles. And I just, I don't feel like that was like, like necessary. Like, I think like one of the good things about the original Spider-Man game was that like, you know, Dr. Octopus wasn't this like megalomaniac asshole from the beginning. I mean, he was right. a friend. He just got corrupted over the course of the game. And, you know, the, Peter had to kind of come to terms with this person that he looked up to, this mentor that he loved, finally, like, not only just realizing that this person had this capacity in them, but, like, now I have to take them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and I, I'm not saying it had to have been something like that for Miles, but uh, I also feel like it's okay to, you could just bring a villain in just cold and then just kind of, like, figure out what their motivations are over the course of the story. There doesn't have to be some kind of like callback to something that happened in the hero's life. You know what I mean? Not everything is, you know, it has to be like the Batman and the Joker where their fates are just intertwined for all of eternity. Right. Like it could just, right. you know, it's a big city. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people. 
one of them's yeah. bound to want to fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, so but that being said, I mean, it's and that it, it you know, kind of playing the story allowed you to kind of have these big you know, fantastic action set pieces and Insomniac mm. just does so well, then it, you know, yeah, it, was, it was, I've seen some of those, you know, it was worth it. And it's like, you know, you, you play this game and then right on the heels of the Avengers. And then you're just like, it's not hard to see why, you know, the Avengers just kind of left people cold because it just was this very generic kind of beat them up. I mean, you know, um, you know, Kamala Khan was great, and and the, and the voice actress who who portrayed her was great. Um, but mm. it still was just like, you know, you're just kind of mashing buttons, and then you're getting loot that doesn't change what you look like, and has no benefit. It doesn't. You find a thing, and you're like, I, is it even? Am I even wearing it? Do I even know what this is doing for me? You know, mm. and, and then and then you fucking get you know a costume and Miles Morales, and he's he literally has glowing fucking Daft Punk DJ eyes to where like it's the in the dark <laughs> and you're trying to be stealthy and it's like lighting up the wall and you're like, well, that's ridiculous, but it's also amazing, <laughs> you know. And he's got fucking <laughs> like a, like a, like a 1980s Walkman, like these ridiculous costumes, and then. And and skills that that like mods that actually can help how you you're placed and all that stuff and it's it's focused and it it makes sense and you want to buy these costumes and not so much like in the first game it was like you know there was there was callbacks to certain comics and 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 things and um, not so much here because you know there just isn't that much time with the character but you still had stuff that you wanted to unlock and try to try to go for because it it mattered it was a you know there were pickups that had they were meaningful um and so it's no surprise why the avengers you know you see all these stories and they're like oh they haven't turned a profit it's like well yeah because that's like a that's a games as a service that they then tried to just build a game around as opposed to just trying to make a good game that they could then figure out all right well how do we how do we weave in hooks for people to want to keep playing um Mm. But, um, you know, if you, you know, it's, it's a slam dunk if you played Spider-Man and enjoyed it. I mean, it's, there's no, I mean, my bitching about the the story aside, um, I mean, there's no reason not to play it. I mean, it's, if, if you, you know, if you like Spider-Man, you'll love (laughs) Spider-Man. Right. And I I did. And I think for me, it's like, I played Spider-Man earlier this year, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just, didn't necessarily feel the need to to jump right back into it because spider-man is not a short game and i played a fuck ton of it and i was like i don't want to i don't want like fatigue for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word to negatively impact my experience with miles morales so i'll I'll probably play that one i don't know early next year or so yeah yeah and for me i mean i i hadn't played it since the last dlc package came out um but no i get it It, it'd just be I mean, I, it's I've I've certainly kind of been down that road before. I remember when I was playing Witcher Three on the Switch. You know, I I, I didn't I didn't hundred percent it. There were still huge sections of the map that I didn't go and get every last sword and bandit camp. And I was like, you know what? Like, if I keep playing this game, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna. It's gonna color my memories of it even the second time mm. around. So I'm just gonna put it down and I'm just gonna be happy with the the time that i spent so yeah it definitely kind of knowing when you're feeling a little tired of something is it helps 
uh, w- with the enjoyment of it. Um, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But I have gotten back into Destiny 2 with, with the Beyond Light expansion. I don't, mm-hmm. in true Destiny fashion, I don't really understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the other day, I was like, why can't I do weekly stuff for the Pinnacle gear? And it's because I hadn't progressed far enough in... Yeah. So there's 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 story missions you can do, and then once those story missions are done, then there's kind of quest vendors, and they give you stuff to do. But then because the raid finished, there's more mm-hmm. quests that popped up, and so but yep. even in the the post story quests, you have to progress far enough for them to say, okay, now you can do your yep. three crucible matches a week, your three strikes, whatever, um, and. I think in an interesting kind of wrinkle rather than just be like, okay, here's your new darkness subclass. Here's all the shit you can do with it. They, they just kind of over the course of the the story, they parcel it out when you can use it. But even when you get full access to it, you still don't have full access. You've got to do more to Mm -hmm. uncover more of what, you know, what kind of things can you do with this new power? So yeah. I definitely feel like they've done a better job. You know, I think, I think, and I, you know, it sucks because so many of the vocal, and I, they're the minority by for sure, but they're a very loud and vocal minority are these people that just fucking mainline this shit and then complain about the fact that after they dumped 16 hours straight into it, that there's nothing else to do. Right. And they're like, well, that's not really how that works, right? Like, right. You know, if you're if you're drinking from the taco fountain at that fucking Golden Corral faster than they can shovel the ground beef into it, you can't complain that <laughs> that's not really how it's meant to be consumed, right? Like, right. <laughs> um, but but I think that kind of uh, you know having these these different quests where it's like you know. It's not just you finish the story and then, all right, well, that's it. Now you're just back to your normal weekly stuff, which is, you know, essentially what Shadowkeep did and, and yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and um, you know, kind of forsaken uh, before it, you know, to kind of say, all right, well, yeah, you finished the story, but there's a little bit more. And then there's a little bit more and then there's a little bit more. Um, yeah, I I kind of felt like Shadowkeep wasn't as guilty of that because you know after you finish the not Shadowkeep uh, Forsaken yeah because you know after you finish Forsaken then you get to go to the Dreaming the City, City and there was yeah. a shit ton of stuff to do in Dreaming City whereas Shadowkeep yeah very much was like you played and they said it was a smaller mm-hmm. expansion but still it's like all right you got a new dungeon and a few campaign missions go and a couple of strikes go yeah and then it's like once you're done after the, it, like a week and a half whatever it was it very much was like a return to the grind yeah um, yeah the only thing left like, was for eris's teammates that was kind of the only like right 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 you know, which i post. thought was kind of cool but yeah, yeah that was great absolutely um but yeah i think um because even with uh, the way they rolled out the dlc and even though it was the beginning of a new season there was a, a whole you know portion of what we knew was coming with this season that mm-hmm. didn't even happen the first week yeah you know when they reintroduced Aldrin and and he's the crow now and he has his own little thing to do uh and i which, will say which i'm tempted I, to buy the season just to kind of experience that stuff because i really like that idea of this guy who you know he yeah. he killed one of the favorite people, but he doesn't know that he did it. So, like you know, you as a player and other guardians have have um, you know you have feelings towards this guy that 
unfortunately mm. for him, are warranted, but also not because he's not that person anymore. Right. Um, and and, and well, for, they, for that to be part of the season, I'm like, ugh, like I want to yeah. do it, but I don't know if I want to pay for right. just that. And um, I and I completely I understand because you know, and, and his story, you know, uh, as it's presented in the game, he's showing back up, mm-hmm. you know, out of the blue. Yeah. But if you're a nerd like me who follows all these people who study the lore and make yeah. YouTube videos on it and stuff, like I've known where he's been yeah. and you know, what's been going on with him. And he's been kind of living on the outskirts of the last city. And he's like, you know, his ghost knows what he did. And he's like, if we're going into the city, you're going to have to, you know, completely cover yourself. And he's like, well, why? And he's like, why do all these guardians look at me like this? And right. Stuff like that. And so it was super interesting, like to, to, you know, kind of get into, to learning some of that stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's also, you know, pretty cool that the spider is the one who found him. Mm. It was like, he knows and he's not telling them. Yeah. And he's kind of using him, but we don't know to what end yet. Right. And then, uh, and then the way the season starts is like the spider is like, Hey, I got somebody here. You need to see. And he's like, we got to keep him away from the other members of the Vanguard. And you, you obviously know why and this, that, and the other thing. And so, but the other thing is, it it uh, there's a little bit of a dialogue in like one mission, mm-hmm. and then he just basically becomes a vendor for this other thing that you have to fucking do. So you got Varix, mm-hmm. he wants you to go on these hunts mm-hmm. or whatever for drops, and then basically so far Aldrin's the same. He's, yeah. he's he yeah he gives you this thing, and you have to do strikes or matches or whatever to charge this thing, then you can use it to go on these hunts Mm. and then he'll give you a reward. There's like no, and I think it's, I think the plan is to parcel it out to keep people kind of engaged with the game. Uh, and, and I wonder, you know, uh, how, you know, how much more they had planned to do or because same thing with, with beyond light with the drifter and the stranger, Mm -hmm. like it was such a thing that they were coming back and all this shit, and then it looked like they were going to be the new vanguard, you know, at least for Europa, right. you know, and all that stuff. And there was like, they they did nothing. Yeah. And, and I think it's because they had to figure out how to do all this shit from home this year. Yeah. And you know, I think maybe as they've learned how to do that, we're going to see them, which I think is the way to do it. Honestly, if you want to keep the player base engaged, is to just drizzle this little content out as it goes. Right. Instead of just coming out of the gate and be like, here's what we've been working on. You're going to love it. And the people, right. like you said, are done with it in two days. Um, and like I've, we've said this a million times on this show, man. It must be a hell of a problem to have. Right. Where people are so thirsty for what you're doing that they can't keep themselves from from finishing everything it's taken you <laughs> the past nine months to, to you know, right. create in two weeks, if, if that long. Right. And I think, though, that they still, and maybe it's just me being stupid, um, I still am always confused as to what exactly is in a season. So, mm. you know, there's a seasonal activity that where you, you know, you have to, and I haven't started, I haven't done it yet, where you go to the moon and you talk to um, Osiris and then it's a solo thing and you're hunting down these big hive monsters or whatever and, mm. um 
so I'm like, okay, I think that's free. Maybe I don't know. I have the I don't have the season pass, but I have a mission to do it. I think that's part of the season that you can anybody can do. But then you yeah. know you've got your and you've got all your typical you know like okay as you progress through the seasons, you different ornaments and okay that's clear. I know that those I don't get that stuff. But like the stuff that you're talking about with the crow, it's like okay, well I don't. I'm pretty sure I can't do that stuff because I don't have the season. But then when you're talking about the type of missions he's having, you go on, well, that sounds like the stuff that you do get with the season. So it's like, I right. just, it's like, and I, 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 I just, I have such a hard time when they like say like, okay, what you, and then also because there's, there's just, there's three tiers, right? There's, there's the, there's the free to play folks, which I don't even know what they'd be able to do seeing how the, that the fucking map got wiped out. Right. Um, so it's like there's the there's the new light folks and what they're allowed to do. Right. Then there's the beyond light folks and what they're allowed to do. And then mm-hmm. there's the season pass and what they're allowed to do. And it's like they use different charts and symbols and I'm just like and then <laughs> what, what the fuck is like I don't yeah, know. Man. Like I just I boot know. I boot it up and then I check my quest tab and they're like go punch twenty fallen in the face and I go punch him. <laughs> Yeah, pretty and much. I, and, I, and, I, and I hope a gun falls out. <laughs> yeah, yep. Or a helmet. Yeah, or some boots. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I still don't understand the math of this, the soft cap and the hard cap. And that's whatever. Just, yeah, but, but you know, I, I got a wave. There was that one season. Oh, shit. It was a season where we had to keep fighting the Vex, where you went to the garden or whatever it was, and yeah. you fight the big Vex at the end. Yep. Like, I, I, I went all in on that season because there was, like, something you could do to grind experience fairly easily, and I forget what it was. Mm. Um, so I did that, and then I went nutso for those fucking cookies at Christmas time. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but it... You know, I also then yeah, it's kinda, about that time again. <laughs> yeah, and then I kind of got away from the seasons where I was like, I'm I'm gonna take a season because it was like you got like nothing basically. I forget what it was, and I was like, I'm just gonna see what happens if I don't pay for it, and I was okay with it, except for the fact that you know your level, you know when you're a couple seasons behind, and then I'm jumping in with people like you or Sean, and I mean you guys are so much further along level wise, and I'm like, well, I don't really know if I can hang for like a strike. It's fine, but if there's anything that actually had oh, like yeah, a, sure. kind of a level requirement, so um, you know, so I, I'm I'd be more inclined to pay for seasons because it's only ten bucks, and you know, it gives them. I I didn't pay for the expansion; I got it off a of Game Pass, which I'm sure they're mm. being compensated for. But still, I understand, you know, if they if, if we want them to keep making stuff, we something's got to pay for it. Um, right. Like I don't mind kicking them money to be able to do this stuff. I just would I would like to know exactly what I'm getting so that at least I can't then feel like, well, this sucks. I thought I was getting X, Y, and Z, and I didn't. Right? Like at least I have an right. understanding of what it is I'm I'm getting and then I'm cool with it. Um, sure. But um but yeah, I mean it's uh I I had seen stuff beforehand and one guy thought that um that the crow was gonna be the uh the Cosmodrone vendor, Han Ch- oh, or whatever right. his name is. And I was like yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't know about that, but um it was cool going back to the Cosmodrome. I mean it was definitely yes. like full on just like fan service, right? Like, yep. yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even down to you go down in the one bunker and there's some knights there just ready to fuck you up. Like, yep. <laughs> I remember the first time I came across those guys and I mean, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, yeah, you right. know, um, I know, man. I did the, whatever they're calling it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a new light, but uh, basically they reworked the beginning of Destiny 1 yeah. to be what introduced you. I did that whole quest. How do you um, how do you do that? There's a kiosk in the the tower. Oh, okay. And you go to that, and I'm thinking, oh, it's just the first mission where it like, gets you to the point where you get a ship, and then you just get the. Now it's a completely reworked quest. Uh, Shaw, it kind of sherpas you through, uh, you know, and teaches you the the basics of the game. But uh, it, there's just added dialogue and there's added little different things, mm-hmm. and and it's not omnigal, but there's another like. <clears throat> a hive witch or whatever that you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of going after and it kills these two people that were part of his fire team that he's lost. And he sends you off looking for one and he's going looking for the other and stuff like that. And it's just the nostalgia I think kind of got me. And then the fact that it was different also, yeah, like the totally map is that the map is totally the same, but yeah. there's a new story and, and you know, different shit happens. And I was mm-hmm. like, I got really into it. I enjoyed it. They need to bring back the that strike though that they always do. Sepix <laughs> Prime or whatever. Yes. Oh I'm my so. god, how many times do they fucking do that strike? Ugh, I love this. That was the first nightfall I ever did with Sep not not yeah. Sepix perfected, but the first like the original Sepix. Yeah. Yeah, I remember just hiding like yep. PD and <laughs> you and I and just like oh hi they had the that's back when strikes seemed like really hard. Like now it is sure, man. Uh, yeah. The because the, because uh Angela got Destiny One and we went back and we were yeah, she, yeah. Man, those strike bosses are tanky as fuck in Destiny. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember when the yeah, they the fallen all show we all had to like hide and the you know, whatever and then don't run out, don't run out, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me pop a heavy cake. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they even got a new loot cave, too. Um, yeah. But um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see. Like, like, we know, you know, kind of it's season of the or not season. Um, Beyond Light. And then what's the next one? Something with the witch or something. And oh, then, the witch queen. Yeah. I'm looking then, forward to that. And then a third one. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, you know, if how this kind of works, if they've got three years, I mean, you figure by the end of the three years, Destiny 2 will be what six, seven years old at that point. I mean, how long yeah. have you been playing this fucking game? Right. Um, so, uh, you know, at some point, whatever Destiny 3 ends up being, whoever buys them, you know, I mean, honestly, I, would, I, I wouldn't I would be surprised if Microsoft buys them, to be perfectly honest. And that's just like the final feather in the right. in the cap where they're just like oh well, we know we know there there's still some of their team working on destiny 2 we know that a large chunk of their team is working on a new ip so there may never be a destiny 3 is what they've said i don't oh, know really yeah i didn't know that like, like i just hope to god that like Bungie doesn't sell Destiny to Microsoft, and they let three four three do Destiny three because uh, jeez, I can't take that. <laughs> yeah, Destiny <laughs> what they, two is what they've done to Halo. I just can't. No shit. Two thousand seventeen. So you figure, yeah, three more years would be six years. Yep. I didn't realize like what. So when they're working on a new IP, like completely new, or like yeah. still in the yeah. Destiny universe, but just no, just the whole another whole new game. Well, well, you know what? I think at some point they've got to. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise you get Halo. 
<laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, to your point, I mean, well, I, I know I'm in the minority with not liking four and five, but. Um, I, I don't think you are. I, I certainly didn't like them. Well, I know people seem to really focus more on the multiplayer. Um, That's true. That is true. The multiplayer, I think, is still pretty solid. But, I mean, they were they had the tools already there. You know, they yeah. just had to make maps and, and you know, right. and do weapon balance. But um, but as far as the what I like, which is the campaign experience, I think 4 and 5 are by far the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so for me, I guess the next big thing, I'm actually, like, there's too much stuff coming out, as is, you know, typical. So I'm actually excited to see this, uh, what used to be Gods and Monsters, now it's like Immortals, Phoenix Rising, or whatever the fuck's called, mm-hmm. was like the most generic name, when they're like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey mixed with Breath of the Wild. I was like, oh, fuck it, man, I'm there. Those two great right. tastes, <laughs> taste great together. But then, like, right at, you know, a week later, you know, Cyberpunk comes out, and it's like... Yeah. And then I, um, you know, my, my, my mom was like, my sister were like saying, you know, like, what do you want for Christmas? And, you know, I was like, uh, whatever, Tony Hawk one and two. I, oh, nice. I was, so I, I figured that. And then I saw at Black Friday, they had, um, Burnout remastered on Switch, which is typically very hard to find. I snagged myself a copy and I was like, apparently. Oh, wow. Okay. What? I didn't know that was hard to find. I Around here, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Um. So I, I, I got. I, I was like, yeah, I, like fucking third time owning this game. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> those are games that it's just fun to just kind of get the nostalgia hit and dick around with. I was terrible sure. at Tony Hawk. There's no reason I'm not going to be terrible again. But it was just kind of you know figured out ah, why the why the fuck not. Um. And that I'm still you know will probably get you know assassin's creed Valhalla, like i typically do sure. for, you know so then it's like you know you got phoenix uh, whatever the fuck it's called that's an open world game cyberpunk's an open world game Valhalla's an open world game mm. plus destiny it's like well that's that's my next six months i was gonna say you got <laughs> you you fixed your problem you had a few, few weeks ago yeah, exactly where you had nothing to play <laughs> right exactly so i don't know we'll see like uh you know the uh they're saying that you know cyberpunk is smaller than witcher 3 i'm like well i don't know i think witcher 3 is one of those games where you know you, you spend as much time with it as you wanted to so i right. don't really know what that means i mean uh, about nine episodes <laughs> <laughs> so uh so we'll see but um, yeah, so next show would be middle of December, so that would be either you know favorite favorite movies or favorite games. We'll figure that out. Um, the movies would be interesting because uh, well, we I got I, something to talk about. Yeah, we yeah by then. So yeah, yep. Uh, d- December or sorry, twenty twenty definitely ending strong on the on the yes sir. Right? So. Um, it's it's cool to see. Oh, and I did watch the the animated creep show on Shutter, and I oh yeah, yeah fucking loved it. Um, I did too. I don't know what people are bitching about. I mean, I guess they some people hated the animated comic style, whatever. Oh, I loved it. They're like, that's I loved it, especially for it something like me, Creep Show. My yeah, God, exactly. I mean, that's like the movie, the live. That's how it opened. Like, was those yeah, the, the, the exactly and everything. Yeah, Man, it was fantastic. Yeah, keep I really, really enjoyed it. Voice work was great. Um, yep. Yeah. No, I. 
I really enjoyed it too. So, uh, well, whatever it is we end up watching and, and, uh, and playing, um, hopefully you'll be here to uh, listen to us talk about it. Um, so this has been episode 109. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, appreciate it as always. Now, the next episode we do, I think because we have a really cool movie to talk about that's embargoed, um, I think it's probably our show is going to do more like a Tuesday, Wednesday type of release in order to um, uh, coincide with the embargo. But trust mm-hmm. me, you're, you're going to want to listen because this movie's fucking great. So, yes, sir. And I'm not breaking anything because I'm not telling you what nope. it is. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so for myself and Mitch, thanks so much for hanging out. We really appreciate it, and uh, we hope that uh, we will be able to spend some more time with you in the next two weeks. So for myself. And Mitch, thank you again. Good night and have a good evening.